Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. Prayer here is that the Spirit of God will always speak to us, not a human being. And may He give us that receptive heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, what's the question? Somebody ask that question, yes? How can we truly watch and be ready when we are daily wrestling against principalities? When we are daily wrestling against principalities, and I'm going to deal with this thing with some understanding. We're going to have some clear understanding right now. Because I think when I saw that question, the first thing remains that some of us do not have the spiritual understanding of what it means to, be, to watch. So we're going to segment it right now to about three issues. But those three issues, will be, we'll deal with them very swiftly. Number one is talking about is watchfulness. Number two is readiness. And then the third one, actually, is why we're going to have to combine everything, wrestling against principalities. I see my brothers and sisters and many people in many churches where the Lord has sent me, wrestling, everybody seems to talk about wrestling against principalities. And they take all their time binding and rebuking the devil. They forget one thing that the devil is a spirit. So let us just go step by step. Watch. In the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ said in Matthew 24, watch and be ready. For you do not know the time when the Son of Man will what? Will come. My question is, if I'm going to rush on the watch, watch right now. My question is this. Which one is of more spiritual significance? Watch or watchfulness or readiness? Watch? Readiness. For you to say, and some people say what? Okay. Readiness. We come now for you to understand that watchfulness is irrelevant as long as you are ready. Remember what the Lord taught us before. Time becomes subject to you when you are ready. Listen to me. Time becomes subject to you when you are ready. When you are ready to take an exam, when you are ready for what, what they call it, audit, whatever you are ready for, believe me, time becomes relevant. But if you are not ready, time becomes your enemy. So, when, now the next question I want to ask you is, when the Lord Jesus Christ was talking and asking us to watch and be ready, who was he addressing? Who? Right there. He was talking about his elect. There is no way somebody who's an unbeliever can watch. Now, get this. An unbeliever cannot watch. And you cannot watch yourself into the kingdom of God. Now, now let's, let's get this one. You cannot watch yourself into the kingdom. The only way you can get into the kingdom is that you are ready. And what is readiness? That is always doing that which you are required to do all the time. If you are ready any moment, you have no problem with that. But the question comes, and we're going to just get to it. My question is right now, and that's a question the Lord asked me, and that is really a $1 million question, is this. 
No, it is a $1 million question. Being watchful, who or what are we watching? That is something. Being what God, God requires and demands us to watch and be ready. Watch for who or for what? Ourselves. For yourself? God bless you. You see, because the, the literal understanding, somebody looking at you and said, well, God said, watch for my coming is, the watch is irrelevant. It has no significance whatsoever. Number one, let's start with what you do not watch for and whom you do not watch for. Then we go to what and whom you watch for. And then before we go to the wrestling, for some of us who are fighting the devil all the time, what should somebody who's a believer not watch for? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm asking you, can please. This is going to, number one, never you worry about watching for the coming of the Lord. Now, please, let's get this in. Rather than watching, be ready. The reason being that, read me Matthew 24, 36, please. Matthew 24, 36. Yes. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. Of that day and hour of what? He's coming. coming. We're told there, forget about that area. Why? Because it is outside your control. Let us perfect that which is within our own control. And what is that? Being ready. God bless you, my sister. Being ready. That's what we actually can perfect. Because that is within our own control. To be ready or not to be ready. But the time factor has nothing to do with any issue. We should not worry about that. Why? If you look at Jesus Christ. He was even telling his people. See, when anybody comes to you and says, this is where we eat. Christ is here and is there. He said, don't go there. Because that's exactly what happens to many of you. We run around chasing God in all the wrong places. Oh, this church now has come. Oh, my goodness, let's go there. This mighty man has come and is performing all the miracle and prophecy. Everybody rushes. But nobody seems to pick. What says the Lord to follow the way? No matter whenever you rush, except you go according to his own perfect will, doing what he has ordered us to do. Then, obviously, that does not make sense unto God. Are you following me? Give me Matthew 24, please, 23 to 27. Matthew 24, 23 to 27. Then, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. If they come to you and say, it's tomorrow, he said, don't even worry about it. There's only one thing that one needs to worry. This is what the Lord has commanded and for me to just go ahead and do it. If you do that, you will never be deceived. That's why he warned it. In fact, he started that very chapter by warning them not to be deceived. Read me 24, 4, please. 
Matthew 24, 4. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed that no one ever. Take heed that the maker of Zerumba does not deceive you. Take heed that nobody, whatever you want to call them, call them. Because everybody has elevated himself to a very high distance, does not deceive you. Pay attention to the undiluted truth of the word of God. Because Jesus Christ is the word. And in John 1.1, 1, 1, he says, the word was with God. And forever will continue to be with God. And that word of God does not change. So, in other words, do not really watch for the coming of the Lord. You're wasting your time because you don't know when it's going to come. You know what you should be doing is to get ready for the coming. If it comes during the day or in the morning or at night, so be it. Do we, do we get that right now? Yeah. Okay. Then the next thing you should never watch for is what? I'm asking. Does anybody? I told you not to watch for the coming of the Lord. Do not watch. <laughs> do not watch for the kingdom of God to come. Because Christ has already told us one thing. He said, behold, you are wasting all your time. The kingdom of God is where? It's within you. The kingdom of God is within you. And that kingdom is within you when you are one with God. Otherwise, if you forsake God, the kingdom of God is not with you. No matter whatever you do. And you know what most of us do? All we do is the sacrifice that we offer is a sacrifice of fools sometimes. We go ahead and we just call upon God and say, we are seeking God, the kingdom of God. But God tells us, you cannot seek my kingdom except what? Through righteousness and holiness and following that. So the kingdom of God, instead of watching for the kingdom of God, you should seek for what? The righteousness and holiness of God first. And in seeking that means what? Give me Isaiah, please. 55. Six and seven. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7. Yes. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Mm -hmm. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So to seek the kingdom is to what? To depart from evil and repent. That's why John was also saying the same thing. Let me please, Matthew 3, 2. Matthew 3, 2. Yes. And saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, at the kingdom of heaven being at hand is insignificant. The most important thing, repent and be ready. So that any time it comes, you are ready. The same thing Christ was saying, read me Matthew 4, 7, please. Matthew 4, 7. Yes. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. It is written again. But read me 17, please. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Is at hand. I've given you two things not to watch for. That should help, help right now. I'm going through it because we need, we need to finish. We have a meeting that we get, have to attend to. You see? Then the last thing that you should never, you should, <laughs> you should not watch is for signs and wonders. Th thank you very much, Pastor Charles. For signs and wonders. That is something that is really killing many people. Signs and wonders, those who watch for signs and wonders are unbelievers. Listen to me. Those who search and watch for signs and wonders are always unbelievers. 
and they will be deceived. Because you see, when you're not sure, why does somebody search for something? Because they don't have it. Do not wait for what. That's why he said, all those doing that, they are unbelievers and wicked. Because why? If the kingdom of God is within you, you are the sign and wonder. There's only one sign and wonder. It's Jesus Christ. There is no other. Stay on with that. Read me Matthew 12, please. 38, 40. Matthew 12, 38 and 40. To 40, to 40 or and 40? To 40. To 40. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Okay, what does Christ mean by the, the sign of prophet Jonah? No, no, that's, uh, that's right. But what does Christ say? There's, except the only sign will be the sign of Prophet Jonah. Let's stop right there. What does he mean? What does he mean? He's trying to tell you that there, there's only one sign. That's Jesus Christ. That's the one who's going to die and rise again. There's only one sign, Jesus Christ. That's why he said, let me look, please, 16, 16. Luke 16, 16. Yes. The law and the prophets were until John. Mm -hmm. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached, and everyone is pressing into it. Whatever has happened in the past has happened. But now with Christ, that's only one doctrine, and only one Christ, whatever. Are you following me here? Yes. Are you with me? Sister, if you're looking at me like, what is it saying? So then what do you watch? Number one, you, you are your, your worst enemy. I am my worst enemy. Forget about what anybody does. When anything ever goes wrong with the relationship with God, the first place to start is you. If you don't do that, you will always make mistakes. You will do exactly what Adam and Eve did. They could not repent because there was no remorse. You know, Adam and Eve, Adam said, well, look, you know, if what happened? There was a devil. And then God turned to Adam. Adam, what happened? He said, it was that woman he gave me. Begin from number one. And that's what Christ, I mean, God was telling the children of Israel. He said, you are having problem, and yet that's because you are the cause of it. Most problems we have, they come because we cause it. I want everybody to know that right now. Which means that every single day, search your heart. According to that Proverbs 4.23, it says what? Proverbs 4.23. Mm -hmm. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. What does it mean by keeping your heart with all due diligence? Watch your heart. Huh? Watch your heart. Because he told us in Matthew 5, 8, he said that, blessed are the pure. If anybody will see God, he must be pure in his heart as God is. Read me 1 John 3, 3, please. 1 John 4, 3, 3. 3, 3. 
And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Just as he is pure. So every time, let me tell you what I tell you need to do, and I do it. Okay? Whenever anything goes wrong, I blame myself first. I cry to God. Where did I go wrong? Tell me, show me where I went wrong. Start from there. Then if actually you go past that stage, God will start talking to you. But you must humble yourself first. If you look at Second Chronicles, Chronicles we, we don't have to read. Everybody knows it's the 714. If the people who are called by my name, the first step they will do, the first thing they will do is to humble themselves before God. Begin to do that with that divine humility flowing through you. God will always have mercy. Because he said it in Psalm 51, 17. He said, a broken heart, a humble heart, the one that is broken, coming unto me. You know one thing? I will not despise that heart. I will help that individual. So God was telling the children of Israel, and he tells us the same thing. When anything goes wrong, he said, perhaps you cause it. Give me Jeremiah, please. 2, 12 to 17. Jeremiah 2, 12 to 17. Yes. Be astonished, O heavens, at mm. this, yes. and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. Mm -hmm. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Is Israel a servant? Is he a home-born slave? Why is he plundered? The Why are we plundered sometimes? That's what is, forget about Israel. Just look at it. Why are we plundered? God is saying. Are we servants? We have God. Go on, yes? The young lions roared at him and growled. They made his land waste. His cities are burned without inhabitant. Also, the people of Noph and Tafpanhes have broken the crown of your head. Have you not brought this on yourself? That's a key area. When you get to a point where you always know you are the number one problem, I want to let everybody know that now. I'm talking about myself. No, number one problem. Start <laughs> from number one, numero uno, before any other thing. No matter whatever happens to you, no matter whatever anybody does to cause any problem or cause you to get angry, start from number one. If you have any problem or run into many problems, start from number one. He said, have you not brought this on yourself? In that what? You have forsaken the Lord your God when he led you in the way. You went the wrong way. Let me hear Guy, please. One, two to seven. Hey, Guy, one, two to seven. Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses? And like some of us who want to help me out, Pastor Charles. You know, we want to put our own family and businesses and everything first before God. Everything has to be before, then we take care of our own and God will come second. He says, so you are living in your own house, paneled, wonderful house, and then where is my own? I am God who created you and can take you anytime. Go on, please. And this temple to lie in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider, consider your ways. Consider your ways. You, That's okay. That's okay. Let's stop right there. Consider every time, every moment anything happens, consider your ways. Do you know one thing that I have discovered? 
the greatest tempter that I have is myself. Oh, please. I'm telling you, the greatest tempter that you can even imagine is yourself. Consider your ways. So we're talking about whom to watch now. And James got it also right. Give me James 1, please, 13 to 15. James 1, 13 to 15. Yes. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Mm -hmm. But everyone is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. It brings forth death. The temptation comes, number one, from us. We need to always watch that and watch our heart. Okay, the second thing you need to watch. Can anybody tell me, when Christ was asking us to watch and be ready, what was the main focus? What was the main focus, the main actually the corporate is looking at? The danger, the one who is the agent is looking at that will really cause us trouble. Who was that? Read that Matthew 24. False prophets, false teachers, and pastors, and whatever. Remember when we talked about it remember, like, a few weeks ago? I said, number one, if you want to be ready, number one, you must never be a partaker of any evil. But you must never have fellowship with evildoers, including pastors and churches. Anything that is not actually doing that which is unwholesome truth of God, stay away from it. The warning and the focus was on that. Stay away from them that will come. Read me, please. Matthew 24, 24. Matthew 24, 24. Yes. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders mm -hmm. to deceive, if possible, even the, the elect. elect. It will deceive them. And then even the apostles were all hammering on that. Even Paul that wrote many other things. Was asking us, stay away from anything. Because that's where, let's, let's go back again. Let's go back a little bit. Do you know when Christ was talking about the narrow way? In Matthew 7, 13 and 14. He said that as a narrow way and straight and very few what? But actually, who was Christ addressing that you should be careful of? First prophets. Okay, let's, let's read Matthew 7, 13 to 20. Matthew 7 from 13 to 20. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way, that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Right there, immediately finish that right away, to tell you exactly what should, you should be beware of. Go on, yes? Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, mm -hmm. neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. 
Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. So what is the danger? What is the most, what is the most dangerous thing about false prophets, false teachers, and pastors, and priests, or whoever? What is the most dangerous thing? They look real. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. They look real. But what is the most dangerous thing? They mislead. That's true. What else? Read Matthew, please. 23, 13. Matthew 23, 13. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, Mm -hmm. hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, neither suffer you them that are entering to go in. That is the the biggest problem. Most of the false prophets and teachers and feel-good preachers and so on, they have already carved out their empire on this earth. They don't don't care anymore. I'm telling you right now. There's nothing that will make them to change and go back to the truth because they have already assumed that lifestyle that is money, big money, empire. Once you build an empire, you begin to operate it. Even It's no longer church. You begin to operate it as what? As a business. And then, you see, there, you don't care. Who, anybody who tries to mess up is finished. They shut up. As long as they're concerned, they will maintain that falsehood because they don't want people's eyes to open. You see, 419 person will do what he do. doesn't want their eyes to open. When your eyes open, what's going to happen? You will rebel. That's what is really worried about. Remember when we dealt with a bad tree and a burning tree? A burning tree, one that does not bear any fruit, you cut it down, it's over. You burn it. But cut down a bad tree. You have not done anything. Because all these bad seeds are gone all over the world. That's where. And Paul was warning Timothy. Paul said, Timothy, be very, very careful of the same thing. And anything that is not wholesome, withdraw from it. Give me 1 Corinthians, please. 6, 3 to 5. 1 Corinthians 6, 3 to 5. Yes. Know you not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? Okay, let's let's talk about that. Now, I want you to note this one. We're gonna come back to it. We shall judge what? Angels. How many of you believe we shall judge angels? In in actual truth. And how many of you do have spiritual understanding what Paul was talking about? It's one of the heaviest statements anybody can make. That we, you, my brother, will judge angel. It's almost far-fetched, right? Yeah. It's almost far-fetched. But why did Paul say that? We come to it. It's so far It's like, how could anybody make such statement? But Paul was right. And still right. And he will show it. But you have a situation where when one actually goes in and says, okay, you know, I'm watching then you want to make sure that first prophet, read me now, first Timothy 6, 3 to 5, please. First Timothy 6, 3 to 5. Yes. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, 
He is proud, knowing nothing. But doting about questions and strife of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, mm -hmm. railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw thyself. From such withdraw. Read me Second Timothy, please. Four. Two to five. Second Timothy four two to five. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, mm -hmm. but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. They will heap around them false teachers. That's all. And they will just preach whatever because why? They want to tell you what to, they want to tell you so you can give them what they want. But let's leave that right now. The third one to watch the devices of the devil. Oh, we say it, everybody says, wow, all the devices of the devil. To be honest with you, there's little or no devices of the devil. The devil will always <laughs> employ, can I use this word, employ, like a military? Employ his devices. Targeting what? Your weakest, your weakest, thank you. The greatest weakness you have. Let me tell everyone right now. If you have not been able to really ascertain the great, each person has a great weakness. Identify it and cry to God. That weakness must be killed. If it's not killed, you will never get away from the devil. If you are hot-tempered, you know what's going to happen? Every time the devil will bring somebody who will just cost you, all of a sudden you jump. And then the question comes to be the devil just like that. There it goes, transformation. No, I'm just serious. If your appetite for women is going to come that way, whatever it may be, if the appetite is money, so we talk about devices of the devil because we allow the room. Why am I saying all this I'm saying here? And that's why I'm going to the wrestling right right of principalities. That's why I'm saying that. You see, we wrestle against ourselves, not principalities. If you want, you wrestle against principalities. I don't, I don't. That's one thing that concerns me. Lord, can I please you? Because if I please him, then he's with me. If he's with me, let him wrestle with the principalities. And who is that principality that will wrestle with God? Are you, are you following me? So let's take this step by step because of time right now. We are wrestling against principalities. Would they love that? Ephesians, please, 6, 12. Ephesians 6, 12. Yes. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, mm -hmm. but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. And that's something I want to point to you. But see Paul telling us one thing, which actually Christ said. And every apostle said, this is the way to overcome the devil. Overcoming the devil, I say it again, is not shouting and praying. You're wasting your time. 
is not citing the scriptures because the devil knows the scriptures more than yourself. He's a spirit. There's only one way to fight the devil. And you don't have to fight than to obey God. Are you following me? When you obey God, let me, let me put it this way. You see, something happened with Christ. Very close to the time when he will be crucified. The man who betrayed him was coming, and the army coming to pick him up. And he said, the priest of what? But there's something that is so joyful in his heart. Why? He has nothing in me. Please understand what I'm saying. The priest of darkness is coming, but he has nothing in me. And let's just go back. Look at Job. The enemy had nothing in Job and could not touch Job. Because God has his hedge around Job. Right? Read me Job 1.1, 1, 1, please. Job 1.1. 1, 1. Yes. There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright. And one that feared God and eschewed evil. So what was the consign of Job? What's the pre <laughs> Isn't pleasing God and not fighting principalities? I want us to look at fighting wrestling principalities as insignificant, just like time and watch and see pursuing the way and doing the will of God is what actually happened. That's why James said in James four seven. James 4, 7. Yes. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Mm -hmm. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. In fact, if I, if I, if I would put it that differently, listen to me, please, please bear with me. I would even say, submit first to God and move on. I will not worry about resisting because, you see, once I submit to God, you see, what James is saying, once I submit to God, I've resisted the devil. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you following that? Yes. That's why Paul, the same thing, that Ephesians, where he said, Ephesians 6, please. We were saying we are wrestling, but he told us how to overcome that. Yeah. Read me 11. Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of but the But how do you put on the full armor of God? Read me 13 to 18. Ephesians 6, 13 to 18. Wherefore... Take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, mm -hmm. stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. Let's stop right there, my beloved sister, because of time. When you have time, read all that. You see where Paul is talking about. There's only one way to overcome and to have the full armor of God. It's true obedience, obeying the things of God. But let's share one mystery right now. Let's share one mystery. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, because we are closing this. You have it? 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. Yeah, you can just read slowly. For though we walk in the flesh, mm -hmm. we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Let's stop right there. The weapons of our warfare is where? Mighty. 
please let's get this message through God to the pulling down of what? Keep reading five. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Pulling down strongholds of who? <laughs> That's exact. God bless you, sister. That God bless you. Pulling down the strongholds of the devil as if, as if you can pull down the strongholds of the devil. The devil is a spirit. Pulling down all the strongholds holding you. Casting down all imagination that is weighing you down. All the filthy garment, take it away. Are you following me now? And all everything that exhausts itself against knowledge of God. God is talking. You know what? One thing, people read these things even in churches and they say they're pulling down the stronghold of the devil. That's not what God is talking about. We cannot pull down the stronghold of the devil. All we're going to do is to obey. But casting all this, anything that weighs against you. That's the same thing that happened in Zechariah 3. We're not going to have time to read it now. Remember Zechariah 3, 1 to about 6 or whatever, 5. You see the high priest, Joshua, standing there and the devil was there. And the high priest was what? Clothed in filthy garment. Pull down that stronghold. It must go. But there's another thing you need to understand there. Let's read it. He said, go ahead. and bring it into what? And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So if actually the stronghold we are talking about was that of the devil. So are we talking about bringing the devil to obey Christ? Thoughts of no, no, we come to it. Are we talking about <laughs> bringing the devil to obey Christ? No. But again, read six. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience mm -hmm. when your obedience is fulfilled. When your obedience is fulfilled, all obedience, disobedience, you can punish, including the devil. Yes. That is why when we went to 1 Corinthians 6 and see Paul saying, we shall judge who? You know what Paul is saying? Let me put it this way. And I was really worried. I was saying, Lord, what does it mean? How can we what? judge angels? God has made you and made me a little above principalities. But our eyes are not open to see exactly what will make us to be that. Are you following me? Because we are the only one that God actually created in what? His image. God never told us he created angels in his image. Or the devil. But the fact that he created us in his image, if that image is in us and we are in him, we become God, even to the devil. That's why the, the devil couldn't touch Job. Are we, are, we, are we getting this right now? So when we say we are finding all <laughs> principalities, the first step is to go ahead and do that and to find that number one. What are the strongholds holding us? We must cast all that down. If we cast all that completely, then God, if we obey, will put his whole armor. With that whole armor of God, which means one, that God is with us and we are with God. If God is with us and we are with God, nothing else 
matters and can overcome us in all things. Are we all together? Yes. So this is a mystery because most, of, most people, they read that stronghold and read casting down imagination. How are we going to cast the imaginations of the devil and everything that is us is above the... No. He's talking about us. Remove all that and then when you are in obedience, then you'll be in a position to punish disobedience. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We magnify your name, Lord. Thank you for your children, holy and everlasting God. Thank you for teaching us the things you teach us. Lord, mighty God, we appreciate you so much. And we pray that, Lord, give us the spirit to understand and to live and be one with you. We appreciate you so much. And here we say, Lord, blessed be your holy name. Let your name alone be exalted here and forever. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.